You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the. Welcome, uh, welcome. It's actually Talk Like a Pirate Day this week. Did you know? Did you know it's Sid Talk? You mean it's over and done with? Yeah, it was on <laughs> Tuesday, I believe, this week. Talk like a pirate. Did you talk like a pirate? I did not. I did. I said, Arr. Let's just tell everybody the difference between you and I. You like to go with all the little, pardon my language, but stupid, trendy things. That's not I, true. You do, and I don't. So talk like a pirate all you want. I only talked like a pirate to um, Amazon Echo. Hmm. And she <laughs> talked like a pirate back. That's how I knew it was taught like a pirate day. <laughs> oh, that's funny. But on the subject of pirates, it is. Before the after the show discussion was what? Anything? Not much. Just get to it. There wasn't much actually. We you were testing the sound. We was listening to Giant Bomb. You requested what we're gonna have for supper. We have. I'm playing The Sims, which pretty much shuts me up and keeps me occupied. It does. So any conversation you were having, I would have been like, uh huh, whatever. Yep. Uh huh. Yep. I wasn't having a. And then I heard pizza, and I'm like, yep, pizza. Uh huh. Uh huh. Whatever. Whatever. (laughs) So we're good. Squirrel. Yeah. All right, so um, it's Saturday, September the 23rd. This is after the show, number 498. After the show is a podcast, we review movies. This week's movie is Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales. It's actually the fifth installment of Pirates of the Caribbean. 2017 release. Actually, we got this a little bit early. Um, It comes out on October the 3rd. You can actually see it now on digital services, but if you want to get the 4K or the Blu-ray disc, you have to wait till October the 3rd. It's rated PG-13. It's from our friends at Disney. And Sidtar will give you the synopsis of Paris of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales. The synopsis is, everybody's back almost. <laughs> from the world of Jack Sparrow. We are assembling a couple of new generation pirate people. <laughs> and we are up against a new bad guy. But we meet an old bad guy who becomes a good guy. You know, it's not it's not rocket science. It's just Pirates of the Caribbean. It is. It's Pirates of the Caribbean, the next generation. Kind of, but not kind really. Of, but we're mostly the old generation. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, our relationship with Pirates of the Caribbean movies is... We have a relationship? Yes. Okay. I have a relationship with all movies. Okay. Um, so we've seen all of them. We've seen uh, all of them probably more than once, actually. Um, my favorite one is the first one. Don't know about you. Yeah, I think it is. It is still holds up, I think, the first one. I think because, like I said, when we were watching it, the mystery is there of not knowing and the, the pirate thing and, like, figuring out what it is to be a pirate and kind of stepping into that time slot, which, in reality... They try to line up a little bit of history with it, you know, with yeah. like taking over the oceans and the just the world getting to be a smaller place. I guess seventeen sixty six. This one take took place. Right, this one here or this this one. Okay, so it's nine plus about ten, so twenty years before is when the other one was. Yeah. So um, and it's just more entertaining when you don't know the mysteries of it all. I think because you don't know about like. 
the supernatural element yet. You don't know there are ghosts and half-dead pirates and curses and all that. And so you're like, oh, God, oh, cool, you know. And then once you know all that, it's just topping the last one. So it kind of takes a little bit of that which is fun part off, I think. Yeah, it's kind of similar to other big franchises like the Transformers franchise or, um, well, Transformers I'm thinking of in particular because Transformers started off really cool and like it's a, there's a big mystery to it you know you've never seen these robots it's just cool to see it all and then it progressively you kind of get numb to it so by about the fourth transformers movie which we saw last you kind of numb to the special effects you're like yeah 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 giant giant robots yeah <laughs> but not so really because i love those giant so, robots. yeah so they have to introduce a better story to keep you interested i think hmm and we'll actually next week's movie review is Transformers Five, so Pirates Five this week and Transformers Five next week. Big, massive. But this, what I got from this, um, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man, Tell No Tales. I did like all the others. I really did not like the fourth one. I have to say, hmm. I thought it lost its way at the fourth one. It was um, like none of it was only Johnny Depp, wasn't it? Remember and pretty much and. Um, Johnny Depp and, you know, the lady, uh, Javier Bardem's wife. What's her name? Penelope Cruz. Penelope Cruz. It it, it was kind of like a, almost felt like a side story, like a spin-off even. Yeah. It didn't have the whole flavor of Pirates of the Caribbean. Now, I have to say, with this one, Dead Man's Eternal Tales, this afternoon I was looking at the cover and I was thinking, I really like the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. I like being taken to the, I like the, the feel of... Remember, Pirates of the Caribbean is based on Disney's ride in the theme park. It's based on the ride? Yeah. Okay. The whole franchise is based on the ride. And the ride itself, which I have been on in Euro Disney, not in the actual American Disney place, it gives you a feeling. It has a smell to it and a feel of... Smell? Yeah, because you're, you're in water and it's okay. just kind of gross smelling, like damp. Sounds and gross. And there's like a... There's an... You know, the flaming torches on the walls and the atmosphere of the whole thing. I like that, the atmosphere of the <laughs> pirate. You know, our our romanticized pirates that we think of. I'm sure pirates weren't that fun. And, and still are not. <laughs> no, but I mean, you know, back in those days, I'm sure pirates were not fun at all. There was no nor, nor now. There. there are still pirate people and they're there not are. fun. But I don't even class them as... Uh... That's actually what they are. Yeah, they but I don't even and... class them like, like as... That's something you should make a movie about, like a, oh no, like, like you know, because we have like a romanticized version of pirates, don't true. we? True. Um, so I always love that ride and how it makes you feel when you're on it. You feel like you're taken to that place. And what I first, when this started, and I was looking at the cover, and I was like, I don't know if we need another pirates movie, or after all this time, it's been seven years since the last one. Is a pirates movie going to work? And then it started, and the music started to swell up. Um, which has a very distinctive theme, Pirates of the Caribbean. And I was like, immediately, ah, I actually, I do like, I like what Pirates gives me. It's <laughs> yeah. like a happy kind of, oh, this is going to be a fun adventure. And I have to say, the opening of this movie, um, slight spoilers. You know, the opening section where the guy, mm-hmm. where he's a little kid and he goes into the bottom of the ocean and some stuff happens it is a really effective opening to get you back into it. Like yeah, I really I, liked it. Yeah, I felt like immediately, oh, this is a big adventure. And what you actually get is a big adventure with a load of cool set pieces 
actually reminds me a lot of the second Pirates of the Caribbean movie. You know, the one where Johnny Depp's on the big wheel, like mm-hmm. the hamster wheel. I didn't across. like that so much. I thought it was really... Mm-hmm. Right, but this movie had, like, echoes to that a little bit. There's a big heist sequence at the beginning that I thought was really cool and, and funny. Genuinely funny. There's a lot of um, one-liners in this movie that are so dopey. It's like, I or, or, sometimes I even... I, I, in my mind, I'm ignoring them. I'm like, oh yeah. Me too. Oh I'm my like, god, me too. I heard like, what those two guys said, la, 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 but I'll la. file that away. I didn't. I don't even <laughs> yes. care. Yes, <laughs> I do the same thing. You know, because I'm like, seriously, people, I, why is I, this I mean, funny? It's, this isn't funny. It's really, it's really dumb. Like you know, adolescent jokes. Like sometimes penis jokes. Sometimes it's just stupid. So there is some of that, but I think that opening sequence. The you know the the kind of action adventure bit and then the big heist sequence were really fun like and after that sequence has ended we paused it because I wanted to go to the toilet <laughs> and I said wow we're nearly halfway through the movie already like I felt yeah like it just zips you out. right through so this movie moves out of clip like it, it it never slowed down I was never bored and not that that's a requirement but we're talking about a very specific kind of movie here yeah specific sometimes i find with sequels to big franchises that like transformers is a good example and i do like the transformers movies but the last transformer movie was like nearly three hours long and you you kind of get fatigued like in the middle of it like okay. if it's not good right and if the it's story's not fully good bit, yeah you know, eh. but the story in this, um, I think, is an improvement on the last one, at least. It's not really an improvement on the first one, but it almost feels like it's redoing the story again. Do you feel that? Oh, yeah, totally. We're, we're just bringing people back so we can do some more. It's I mean, like let's what not, Star Wars is doing, right? Let's not <laughs> kid ourselves here. That's all we're doing is like finding a way so we can breathe some life back in it. And by doing so, we are bridging the gap between well we've got all these people he's stuck at the bottom of the water she's disappeared he's potentially dead whatever let's just bring them all back but we can't just do that like at the opening of the movie we need a whole movie to do it so to bring will and what's her face back let's just invent a son and blah blah blah, and that's what it feels like to me but yeah what disney are actually doing with star wars at the moment very well i may add with the new trilogy of Star Wars movies. It's a way of making Star Wars again. Retreading some of Star Wars. I have to even me as a big fan of Star Wars. Obviously they're retreading that original trilogy. That's what's happening here as well, right? It's re yeah. it's re it's taking those big moments that everybody loved and making them different. But it's the same. Like it's still Jack Sparrow running running across things, falling off things. Saying silly lines. Being charming, I guess, and um, all the other surrounding characters, um, you know, a menacing character, a character who was a baddie, now a goodie, you know, it's all, yeah, it's very cookie cutter, but at the same time, it's actually really fun. Like, I can't say I didn't have fun watching the whole thing, and there was never a moment uh, that I thought, I don't think Pirates of the Caribbean needs to be made anymore. This is, like, way too much Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. And I think the why that applies is because I didn't like the fourth one at all. I remember, like, at the end of the fourth one thinking, okay, that's enough now. Pirates is done. 
this actually is a step up. Is that a good glowing review on that? Is a it? step up from the last one, yes. It's a step up from the fourth one. Yeah. Uh, but it's... It feels like a retread of the original trilogy, like the first three. Um, but that's not necessarily a bad thing, because if you do like Johnny Depp being Captain Jack Sparrow, and you do like, you know, Heartthrob Orlando Bloom and Kira Knightley, you're going to get that in these new movies. Um, and you're also going to get a cool new baddie here, which I really liked, to be honest. The baddie here is um, Captain Salazar, who's a CG creation, really, right? It's Javier Bardem. Yeah. But he's a, it looks like he's underwater. Let's say he's a zombie underwater, and but he's not underwater. So it, when he moves, his hair acts like it's underwater. Yeah, no matter where he is. And it's a really cool effect. It's as cool as the Barbosa effect. Uh, in the third movie, when Barbosa was the um, zombie. You mean the Skelet- first one? In the first one. He was throughout, wasn't he? He came back and... No. I thought he was in the second and the third one. He was, but he wasn't always a zombie. True. Well, the effect in that movie, when he turned into the zombie, well, the skeleton, half skeleton, half man kind of thing, this is as good as that, if not better, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, well, I'm, you know what? I'm... I try not to be snotty about it, but it did look very video gamey. It didn't look, it looked like as good as it is, I still blurred my eyes some of the time because it didn't, it wasn't looking, it just looked kind of, no, I'm not saying I could do it because I can't. I can't sit at a computer and program that and design it. So I'm not throwing any stones. I'm just saying it was a bit like where I had to squint my eyes or look around it instead of just focusing like when he's running when they're all running, they all look very video gamed. Mm. And if you see a lot of video games, you'll know what I mean. The the close ups of him when he's talking to somebody, like the cameras, they use this um, kind of a really bizarre camera angle when they're looking at him. It, it's kind of up in his face yeah. a little bit too much. And uh, it kind of tracks with him as though it's like a drone or something and it's kind of moving with him. So it gives you this weird feeling when, when, you, when anybody's talking to him. I really liked it. I thought he, he was a cool baddie. Again, with, I think we said this last week with Wonder Woman, baddies seem to be underutilized, right? They have to have yeah, a baddie absolutely. in a movie. Wonder Woman did the same. They have to have a baddie because you need somebody to fight against. Then when it comes down to it, the actual fight with them actually doesn't really amount to anything, right? It's kind of, it's just a big, it's an action sequence. There's a bit of punching and stuff. And, uh, you know, spoilers. Yeah. You know, I can't really spoil this movie, really, can I? Because it's kind of um, by the numbers, really, as far as the plot goes. I mean, you there was no surprises for you, right? No. Other uh, than the very end. I, I actually was surprised by that. The very, very end. Yeah. But the surprise, I'm not going to spoil it. The surprise concerning a relationship of a character to a character, I already pegged that. <laughs> Like, right near the beginning. <laughs> oh, see, I didn't, but it didn't really care. Yeah. So it didn't really affect it me didn't, much. It, I was like, well, tell me something I don't know. What, right. What happened, like. So, um, yeah. There, I didn't... I find myself surprised. I did, the end part, like you said, that is a bit surprising. Yeah. I didn't expect that to happen. You know why it's surprising? Not because of the story of the movie, but because of the egos of the actors. Right. And the checkbooks. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, Okay. I didn't care. I could have, they could have not done it. 
at all. But like the Force Awakens, um, if you expect to see Luke Skywalker and you come away disappointed because he's in it for 30 seconds, this movie, some of your favorite characters are in it for 30 seconds also, right? At least one of them. Mm -hmm. So you might, you might feel the same, uh, a little bit disappointed by it, uh, if you've come for that. But, you know, you do get everything. Um, you know what I really liked? Zombie sharks. Yeah, it was funny. Really cool. They didn't look great, but it was cool. No, but it was really, they were just kind of cool looking. Um, from the last movie, the Black Pearl being put, made, being made into a ship in a bottle. The actual ship in the bottle part where it. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, I really liked the bank heist thing because I thought that was really inventive and funny. And uh, what was the other big set piece in the middle? Uh, well, there was a set piece at the end, obviously, when they go under the water, which was really cool. It's like a, like in the Bible. The middle is sort story? of like the execution day rescue attempt. The what? The execution day rescue attempt. That's kind of the middle big thing. Oh yeah, true, true. Oh, that was that was really fun. The the part <laughs> with the guillotine. It was really slapsticky. Or guillotine. Yeah, <laughs> but it was really um, it was really fun. That I thought like I that was inventive too because I was like, how are they going to get out of this? We've seen it was this... wacky, but it but was I mean okay. we've seen this scenario before. It's a Pirates of the Caribbean thing, true, an execution, and you know, Jack Sparrow's usually going to be hung, uh, and this time he's going to get chopped, and <laughs> the whole. Scenario with him having it stuck to him and then it's actually using it as a piece of armor. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really good. That's the kind of thing that Pirates of the Caribbean does well, I think. Really, like, funny, like, silly, slapsticky action. It's not exactly like the Three Stooges, but it's got a little bit of that, right? Like, silly. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, but yeah, there are a lot of good special effects, a lot of good set pieces, um, a really cool dead. Their ship, <laughs> the uh, the dead guy's ship, literally can cl- like like hoof up in the air like a, um, a horse, and then yeah. come down over another ship and just kind of eat cool. the ship up. Like <laughs> that was really cool, yeah. Um, so yeah, it do- it is filled with a lot of new stuff, but it also feels very familiar at the same time. So does that make it good? I don't know if it's good, but it's fun. And I liked it. And it's and it stay tuned after the credits because mm-hmm. there is a there is a little scene, but it's right at the very end, so you really need to stick around for like ten minutes. There is a scene there that's worth seeing. Obviously, there's going to be another one. It's already been announced. And uh, I said to you, I won't say it, but I said to you, I think I could probably spell the plot out for the new <laughs> one. Uh, yeah. I'd be surprised if it isn't what I say. Easily. So um. Yeah, so let's move on to the uh, cast of uh, Dead Men Tell No Tales. Johnny Depp is back as Captain Jack Sparrow. You're going to have some things to say about Johnny Depp's Captain Jack Sparrow, aren't you? Yeah, it's getting really boring. I mean, I know he's like the hook of the whole thing, but it's getting really boring. Like, I don't... I think that... I understand but from a money perspective where like everybody loves Jack just the way he is, so let's keep him just the way he is, but... You know, at some point it's like, you know what, what if he flips around? What if all of a sudden he's not, he's like, something's happened or something's occurred to him or he's on a scheme or a scam where he's stripped down a little bit different 
not all drunk because he's either plotting something big, you know, so he's got to like, he's a con man or something, you know, because whatever reason. So it's something different for at least, I don't know, 20 minutes <laughs> or something like that because the, oh, well, oh, 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 yes, I guess, oh, bugger, oh, oh. It's it, like, that's it exactly what goofy. it is to me. It's not just goofy. It's really, it's like you, all you had to do is plug him out. If we could have the technology, you could have just plugged him out of those movies and plugged him into this one and there'd be no difference. And so I want a little bit of variety. So you saying this is what should happen, right? Disney should make a fully realized um, CG version of Captain Sparrow Sp- <laughs> that you can't tell. It's just taken from other, the other, and then just put him in every movie running. He runs and he falls over sometimes. No, I'm saying don't do that because that's oh, what's don't. happening now without the technology. Right. See, now, he, I, I was struggling with this in my mind myself, right? While I was watching it, I was like... Captain Jack Sparrow, Johnny Depp. It's fun. Like, you know, when he first appears, I was like, oh, it's fun to see him back. Mm-hmm. And it's fun to see him being silly, which he is. Because I really liked that Bankai spit, and I thought it was funny, and I laughed even when he was falling off stuff. So he fell in some mud. It was kind of funny, the way he fell. Um, and then a little bit later, and he, you know, when he starts mumbling and kind of like being drunk towards <laughs> people all the time, I was like... Uh, it's really kind of old like can't the writers of Pirates of the Caribbean do just for one of one movie change him up in some way like Like I was just saying yeah but I mean change him up like that's what I was just saying like change him so he's not that but I know you was just saying how's mine different than what you're gonna say you know so, I'm no, I'm just saying. How is it? Were you not listening to what I was saying? Yeah, I was absolutely listening. I'm, but yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. It is different what I'm about to say. But the mark. How different? Go ahead and say it. I'm just betting it's that, like he's different. a spy or something, and he has to be somebody else completely. Hmm. Like I was just saying. That's not what you said. <laughs> I can go back and write it, but you didn't I'm not say saying it. I said he'd be a spy. I'm saying he'd be a con man or something completely different, which is exactly what you're saying. But I mean, he is a con man, right, already. Not really. He just kind of fumbles around. He gets through. Well, that's why I'm saying he has no more schemes, no more plots, no more, oh, here's the moment where we figure out what he had planned the whole time. None of that is going on. He's just bumbling through it. Like, there's no character there anymore. It's just a caricature. So if he were a spy, which I doubt if he would ever be a spy, but a con man where he can gain his own shit... But something about ever, the whole world knows him now, so he has to pretend to be somebody else. Was he ever a character, though? As in deep? Did in he the ever first one, at least you had the sense that he knew how things were going to pl- plot out. He understood, you know, he was thinking ahead or he understood the sea. He was like a good seaman or whatever. You don't get any of that anymore. Like, he's just nothing. Like, why would any ship of people look up to him anymore. I don't get it. Why is he the captain? Because he's not pulling off anything big and exciting. He's not saving everybody. You know, where he gives himself to the crack and that's like a self-sacrificing. That tells you something about him. We don't have any of that anymore. How do you feel like if they... So for the next one, he's not in it at all. Do you think it would still work? I think if you do a good story. Yeah. I mean, of course. How about he's not in it at all is my idea. He's not in it at all, but he is in it. But they've got to rescue him. 
Like he's gone. Well, uh, they've already done that. Actually. Yeah, they already did it. Yep. We don't want to keep <laughs> rescuing people every time. That's what. That's what that fourth one was. I think he was kind of missing for some of it, and they had to go and find him. That's when that ship in the bottle thing happened. Where, yeah. Where the and he people. was trapped, and there was many of them. And, yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, Javier Bardem plays Captain Salazar. We just saw him recently in The Last Face, which is a very different movie to this movie. Very different. What did you think of him in this movie? He was all right. I mean, I'll be honest. It, it can be anyone who can pull together an intense kind of performance. We have a Davy Jones guy, and he was fine. But if you if you think about it, and I'm not diminishing them because I like him, but if you plugged anybody into an almost 100% CGI character, had him do some lines where they did a lot of that weird um, digital stuff to his voice... What else is there of him other than the image of his face and maybe the way he's delivering his lines, but then they completely, like, you know, they do that to everything he says. So I would like to have seen more of him as him. Yeah, we only only see a tiny bit. So if you see him being that captain and then see how it degrades into this, like, you know, like horrible monster of the ocean or whatever, but... I don't know. Didn't see enough of him. How did you think of him as a buddy, though? Did you like him? He felt threatening because he didn't... He wasn't... Nothing stopped him. He had no compassion. So I like that part. Uh, Jeffrey Rush returns as Captain Hector Barbosa. Um, I love Barbosa. He's one of my favorite characters in it, in the whole thing. And um, it was great to see him just as Barbosa in this. Doing yeah. his doing his Barbosa thing <laughs> and actually having some compassion and being a real person rather than a ha 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 Yeah, that he was a person at some point, not always like this right. part. So, so I pirate. think the um, he was actually the best thing in the movie. He, he kind of took it away from me. Like made it, elevated it, you know? Yeah. Because first off, they wrote his character really well this time. He's got a cool backstory type thing with a big hook into the main cast here, hasn't he? It's it's a cool... I liked, even though I said to you, I guessed what was happening. I did like that whole story that they wrote for him. Plus he got to do some cool stuff. He's got a monkey on his shoulder. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if that's cool. He got to interact. It feels a bit... I don't know. I'm I'm kind of moving away from the appreciation of animals as entertainment. So every time I see it, I'm like, oh, I get it. It's we're married in tradition, and there it's so cute and funny, haha. But that animal what? isn't a movie star. What if I told you that wasn't an animal? It's just CG. Is it? I don't know. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> if it's 100 percent CGI, I okay. Mean, nowadays, surely we can do that, right? It could be a animated. CG monkey, and we would not know because we've seen animated animals. That I think put... you know on some level because even though we've seen some really amazing ones, yeah, that one in particular moves a little more human-like, right? And so we kind of seem to tune in more to the imperfections of that. But hey, give it a try. So um, the new cast here uh, starts with Brenton Thwaites. He plays Henry Turner. And you might recognize the name Turner. And it's not really a spoiler because it happens immediately. He is the son of Mr. Will Turner, played by Orlando now, Blue. Now, did we have an establishment that she was pregnant at some point? Is that... Yes, we Okay. Did. That was one of the I end scenes. I don't remember that. 
<laughs> so I was like, oh, I'm just going to have to take for granted that we all knew that she was pregnant. Right. Um, yeah. So, yes, we did. And um, how do you like this guy? Do you think he has the charm of an Orlando Bloom? Could he carry this on his own? I don't yeah. know about that because they didn't write him in that way where he's really, he does, we don't get a lot of, um, I don't know what it is about Orlando Bloom's character that when you first start watching him and then he fights with um, Jack yeah. right away, pretty much, right? And then you you kind of identify with him differently than this kid. I don't know. He, he's not a heartthrobby kid to me. Of course, I am old and he's a kid. But I liked him. He fit, I, I, he fit as the son, right? I mean, I wanted him to be a little more intense because he is trying to save his father. And while he does a good job of that intensity, I, I wanted to be a little more angsty, maybe. But other than that, I thought he was good. And um, we also have uh, Kea. <laughs> this is a hard one. Scodelario, I would say. And she plays Karina Smith. So she's the heroine here, female hero, I would say. Because she is a bit ballsy, right? Yes. She's a tough girl who can look after herself. She doesn't need... She's a scientist, which I really, really liked. I feel like she's more capable than Will Turner. Absolutely. I think that was part of the vibe, is making her a really strong, you know, character... Uh, yeah. Of her own. And we find out why. But she is of on her own. She has decided to find her father based on this little book. And then she's following a life of science. Like following, learning about the stars. She's a horologist. Which is one of the jokes in the movie. Yep. She's also an astronomer. Um, she's into the stars and scientific minded. And so I really like that. I think they must have had some women on the writing crew. I don't know. I'm just Hold guessing. On. She's a strong female girl, and she's looking for a father. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> sounds like some other movie I know. Like what? Like Star Wars. A bunch of other movies. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of other movies. Um, yeah, I really liked her actually. I think she was a. I don't really know her, so it's not like a familiar face who just crops up. You know, like it's not like uh, they put Jennifer Lawrence in there or somebody. Mm-hmm. So I don't really know her, so I don't know what to expect. And uh, I thought she was good all the way through. She was uh, funny. She was uh, really ballsy. Like, I liked that from the offset. You realized, oh, she's not going to get in any trouble. She doesn't need Captain Jack Sparrow to rescue her. Like, Captain Jack Sparrow actually needs somebody to rescue him. Always, yep. So, yeah, well, actually, I thought about that. What rescues Captain Jack Sparrow mostly is luck, right? He just Uh falls in the right place or misses the thing. You know, it's, it's... I believe his superpower is being drunk. And being drunk actually makes him so hapless that he's kind of invulnerable to things. You know? And we did get a glimpse of Mr. Jack when he was younger. And you're like, how they do that? And I'm thinking, are you kidding me? (laughs) I liked it. I know, but you know how they do it. I mean... At first I thought they got like a a Johnny Depp lookalike. How could you even think that? It didn't even look right half of the time. I don't know. I liked it. You're blinded by science or something. <laughs> it didn't. It looked fine from a distance, and the profile looked great. But and just kind of standing there. But as soon as he started to talk, it, it the smoothness again. The video game face. It could have been the video game version of Jack Sparrow when he was young, for I sure. Th- I think the best one of those in recent memory, though, is Guardians of the Galaxy Two at the beginning. 
when um, his father's younger. Yeah, that was be- um, yeah, that was really good. And he's driving the car, and you're like, "Wow, look, they they got Kurt Russell from years ago, and just <laughs> like, somehow put him in it." <laughs> Much better than the other when the dude was being yeah, revamped. Tron Legacy. That oh, it was the worst. I mean, to be fair, it was one of the first ones ever. Yeah, so it was. they were trying at least. What about Paul Walker in Fast Six? Well, there's not much of it. It's a bit so. weird when you look at it it's in a, a screenshot. Weird. It looks like a, a, like a man wearing a Paul Walker mask, actually, a little bit. Yeah. Like one of those cardboard masks. That I you mean, they on. had a different reason, but still. But, I mean, they've tried it along the way, haven't they? And I do believe that Guardians of the Galaxy is the best face replacement I've seen so far. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even I would admit that is better than this one. Uh, Orlando Bloom as Will Turner appears again. V- Again, like I say, he's not in much. He's in the opening sequence and the ending sequence, right? He's not a, char- he's not a character on this journey. He is uh, the re- the character who needs to be rescued in this journey. Mm-hmm. I like him. It felt... F- There's a cool moment towards the end where the Pirates of the Caribbean music starts to swell up and he appears. It's one of those movie moments where yep. you're like, nostalgia, I remember him. I like when the ship... Appears again, you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's all like nostalgic. The Black Pearl. Nostalgic. <laughs> but, I mean, nostalgic from what? How many years ago? Ten years ago. Yeah. Um, but still, it, it's all, it floods back to you how, how much you liked that first movie, and uh, here they all are. Uh, Kira Knightley as Elizabeth Swan. Like I say, very brief appearance in this movie. Um, I feel like she's aged the most out of everybody. You think? Yeah, somehow I was looking at her. I was thinking, Orlando Bloom looks younger than her, like, and they're probably the same age. But it seems a bit weird. I don't know. And uh, finally, Paul McCartney plays Uncle Jack. That was a good one. I could hear the voice of Paul McCartney <laughs> in the movie. He's not an actor. He's not an actor, and he doesn't act. He just He's Paul McCartney with some makeup on, right? Um, but I could hear Paul McCartney's voice, and I was like, wow, that's weird. Paul McCartney, I can hear him. And then all of a sudden, he appears. He's in... Who is he? Uncle his uncle. Jack. Yeah. So we're going to say he's Keith Richards' brother, because Keith Richard was his dad. Yeah, he's actually Keith Richards' brother. So in the next movie, which rock star will they pull out to be... Um, yeah. Something. Be Grandpa. Movie. We need Grandpa. Yeah. So that'll if, be if he's still like alive. Millie Nelson or somebody like that, right? Oh, don't say that. They'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> he's like the perfect one. <laughs> He's um, perfect. So, yeah, uh, Paul McCartney is in there. It's fun. It's very brief. But, you know, there's a Beatle in this movie. This is directed by two Scandinavian directors. They're actually responsible for the TV show Marco Polo, which I haven't seen, but it's about the Explorer, obviously. Johan Ronning and Espen Sandberg, they're called. They're just young guys who are fans of this movie. At least that's what they said on the extras. I don't never know 100% whether that's true or not, you know? Because yeah. when you get the big job to make a movie, of course you're going to big it up like that, right, aren't you? Yeah. I mean, so I never know 100% whether people are being, like, sincere. That was our favourite movie when we were young and blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm like, mm, was it really? But they weren't young. We're just talking about 20 years ago, and they're like 40. Ago, yeah. Well, Pirates of the Caribbean is 20, right? 2000, uh, what did he say, 6? 2002 was the right. first one, so we're talking about 15 years. Yeah. So they weren't children. No, not children. But like, <laughs> not even close. They're like 40 years old. 
You're right. So what did you think of these two directors? It was fine. I'll be honest. I think it could also be anybody, as long as you don't do the whole stupid J.J. Abrams crappy yeah. well, Star Trek thing. I have to say, I think this was super well made. Almost- it's well made, but I don't think it has any stamp of uniqueness or anything on it to me. Did you not think those camera angles were really cool, though? There was a lot of cool camera angles in this movie. What do you mean? There was a lot of... Uh, I, I even noticed it while I was watching it. There was a lot, definitely a lot of drone work. I didn't notice that either. I know they said that. I didn't notice over that. the top of the ship all the time. They kept doing like this shot from above on the ship when mm. everybody's on the deck of the ship. Um, there was a lot of during the CG part with uh, Javier Bardem. There was something going on there that was, seemed different to me. The camera work, the way it kind of cruised around him and kind of got in like in him almost. It was really weird. It made you feel like he was breathing right on you. They did have a style to them. Um, and this movie seemed what... It was a really expensive movie, this, by the way. It actually cost $320 million to make. That's like... It's ridiculous money, isn't it? I but mean, as you read, part of that was because Johnny Depp was... Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp was a dick. Cost them some money. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he was going through a divorce at the time and some other things. That he was just being a dick. He wouldn't get probably, up on time and... Yeah. Hurt himself. And so it cost them more money. Um, yeah. But I mean, this movie would have cost a lot of money regardless. And you can see that, that this cost a lot of money. It's a big blockbuster. There's something happening all the time that's either a special effect or a stunt. Like I said, it doesn't slow down this movie. It doesn't... There's never... A, I was trying to... There's not really hardly any scenes where just some people are talking to each other. No. It always goes into action as quickly. There's a big action thing. It slows down very slightly, like, like some at one point, you know, when they got in that little boat and the sharks were coming, and they started to talk to each other. I was like, well, this is going to be like a bit where there's a bit of a a breather, and they're going to yeah. have a bit of a discussion. But no, nope. <laughs> here come the no. walking on water pirates, and here come the sharks. I was like, wow, no, this isn't going to stop. So, yeah, it's a very fast moving movie, and it. Doesn't it doesn't feel long, and it's I think it's well made. Whoever di- edited it and cut it down, got it to the right length and everything. It just feels like it flows really well. There's not any weirdness or just awkward slow parts, you know. Because some of those uh, original pirates movies were extremely long. Like yeah, but you didn't feel it. I think you did on that last one. That. One that I didn't like. Which yeah, because they didn't balance it out right. Yeah, that one was two hours and 40 minutes, I believe, which is long, long. But yeah, that movie just dragged, I thought. And this one does not. It is definitely a return to form for it. So that's the uh, cast and the director. Extras on this Blu-ray. Um, there's the Dead Men, Dead Men Tell More Tales, The Making of a New Adventure. See what they did there? It's a uh, making of, like, split into featurettes. There's bloopers of the Caribbean. There's deleted scenes. And there is... We watched the Enduring Legacy part, which really just was them reminiscing on the older movies and talking about how they enjoyed it. How great they were. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And um, there was... uh, What is actually on here is there's a sit-down with the directors. There's... um, First Mate Confidential. There's a bit about the ghost sharks and how they made them. 
Uh, and there's a bit about the uh, ending, which I won't mention. But yeah, it does have quite a few extras. So um, if you are pirates crazy, you'll have some extra stuff to watch once the movie's over. So conclusion on uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, it's Dead fun. Men, Tell No Tales. It's fun. Another fun blockbuster for this year. Mm-hmm. After Wonder Woman last week and Transformers next week. We're in the big, 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 big movie season. I really enjoyed it. Um, if I was doing a marathon of Pirates of the Caribbean, I would probably miss number four out and put number five on instead. <laughs> That's how I feel about them. But uh, but knowing me, I would have to watch all of them and sit through one that I didn't like. That's just how it works, isn't it, when you, actu- when you actually watch yeah. all movies in a row. If you're doing a marathon. Yeah. But yeah, I... If you um, liked Pirates when it was around, you know, at the beginning, and uh, you haven't thought about it, like me, really, since then, and I thought, hmm, am I going to enjoy this? I did, so maybe you'd be in that demographic. Hmm. You know, it's a weird thing, because I was just sat there going, do I need any more of this? (laughs) Will they do anything to surprise me? The answer to the second question is, it didn't really do anything to surprise me. It was really kind of what I expected, but there were it was done well, let's say. I guess if it's what you expected and you have a good time, yeah. Then that works. It right? fills in the gap of you having to watch the original over and over. True. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's more of your thing and it's yeah, not actually bad. But you don't have to watch it <laughs> again and again and again. So yeah, I recommend it. It's um out on October the third so you can pick it up then um so thank you to disney if you want to enter a contest go to ascully.com you can win a copy of the five movie set of phantasm just perfect for halloween or you can i've never watched so we will be watching i think yeah i think we should because it is really really fun and uh the, the perfect prize for this podcast is i actually have a uh digital copy of Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales. And you can win that, so you can see this movie for free, if you enter the contest. com. click on the word contest. It's a very simple question. And, well, uh, you have to pay for shipping. Correct? No, you don't. It's a digital code. I email you. Oh, it's code. digital. Yeah. Duh. Okay, then never mind. You pay for nothing. <laughs> no you win it for free. You win, and I email you a code. That's it. Beautiful. So, um, yeah, go there, win. And uh, answer it. It's a really simple question. You can't really get it wrong. <laughs> well. Um, if you've got the internet, you can definitely get it right. So, um, yeah. Win. Win a copy of this movie because it'll be fun for you. Movie recommendations. This time, every week, when we've watched our movie and reviewed it, we recommend some movies. I base them on the movie. So, my first one is based on Javier Bardem, my favorite movie starring him. And that is No Country for Old Men. He's very, very menacing in that movie. Very. Yeah. Now that is a bad guy that you can like... Yeah. I mean, that's where he was... That was where we all realized who he was. Like, that was when he became famous. Because he portrayed this bad guy so well in the Coen Brothers movie. That everybody... I mean, you you couldn't help but take notice. It was crazy. And my second... um, recommendation is my favorite i was thinking of johnny depp's made a lot of movies and i always say blow is my favorite movie but i was looking through his list and uh sweeney todd is a great oh movie. sweeney todd yeah 
I love me some Sweeney Todd. And I, love and I have the no story. explanation. I just really like it. It's no, really the story of Sweeney horrible. Todd is it's, it's just a cool, grisly story. And that's a musical, Sweeney Todd. But I think it's the kind of movie that is perfect for Johnny Depp because he loves to be a big character and Sweeney Todd obviously is. So yeah, Sweeney Todd. I, I do feel like not a lot of people saw it. I don't know if it was a huge deal at the time. I don't know. But I'd never hear people talk about it. Really? So, Sweeney Todd came out several years ago. Uh, And your recommendations are? My recommendations are trying to find a thing where you're just like, yes! You know, at some point in the movie, you're just like either going, or, oh, da-da-da-da, you know, that shot, that moment. And, of course, I had to find the Goonies in my brain because you just get that, like, dun-dun-da-da, and you're... Your heart's all in it, and, you know, you care. What would be Star Wars for me, right? I don't know. Always. I don't know, because what's the moment in Star Wars where you go... (gasps) When the 20th Century Fox thing comes on at the beginning. (laughs) That's not not a scene in the movie, but okay. As soon as it says Lucasfilm. Even that trailer we just saw for The Last Jedi. There's a trailer for The Last Jedi on this disc. When it says Lucasfilm Limited, (laughs) that's enough for me. (laughs) And my other one is... The Last Starfighter, because it's an oldie. I don't know how good it is anymore, but I remember watching it on HBO many, many times and just being like, oh. Isn't The Last Starfighter the one where he goes into an an arcade, a video game arcade? Correct. And goes inside the machine kind of thing. Correct. Yeah, it's really cool. Like like what you're reading with Ready Player One. It's the same kind of thing, that that's a real thing happening. Yep. And he's like the best at it, so he kind of stole that idea, I think. Well, he mentions The Last Starfighter in that book several times. Right. So it, it's a homage, I guess. Is, is it stealing or is it an homage? It's not an homage if you base like your whole thing on it. <laughs> that seems not right. Well, that's just one idea in that book. Mm-hmm. It's actually in his second book. that No, it's in that other Armada, the book Armada that he did, the second one. That was actually about that. People in, like, drone kind of things. Yeah. What movie did we see it on recently where those... Oh, it was Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. 2. They also did it, didn't they? With the They were all in, like, the little pods, but they were actually fighting ships outside. Um, so, Games and A Scully stuff this week. This is the section of the show where I tell you what I have been playing, video game-wise, and other stuff. So, I've been playing... A, it's mainly been a racing uh, kind of week for me. I've been playing Project Cars 2. And the demo of Forza 7 on oh, PC. Well, you forgot one. What? You forgot a game you've been playing. I did mention that one last week. Was yeah, but cook? this week, I come down the hall, I'm like, he's really being quiet. He's got his headphones on. He's playing whatever that cooking game is. That's Cook <laughs> Serve Delicious Cook Serve Delicious. <laughs> and you're like, I'm playing the cooking game! <laughs> <laughs> I put my headphones on because you really have to concentrate in that game. And if you anybody even speaks around you, you're just done. Like you can't your brain just melts. It's it's like an intense Well it it's like you have to do five, six things at once. So it's kinda of weird. But aside from that, I've been playing these two racing games. Project Cars 2 is the sequel to Project Cars, and um, played a, only played a couple of races so far. But what I would say about it is, it feels like Project Cars 1. The similar kind of tracks and everything, but it's been built upon, so like the handling feels better. And um, they've added weather this time, where it can change as you're racing, which is really cool, because you can start off dry and then end up raining. 
Um, but I need to play more of it to know really what it's all about. But the Forza 7 demo, which is available for free on Xbox One or Windows PCs, if you just go to the store on the Windows PC, um, they've put Forza 7's out in about another week. But they've put a demo out where you can play three different scenarios. One is like driving a Porsche through Dubai uh, racetrack. One is driving like a truck, like an actual truck truck, like a delivery truck, kind of the front end of it, but a racing one. Um, and the third one is driving a Nissan GTR in on Nürburgring in the rain, which is the thing that I've been playing over and over again because it's so cool. But um, Forza 7 is looking amazing. It's like I've hooked my wheel up so I can play it on my wheel. And it feels like um, you're really driving a car. It's kind of crazy. Um, so that is out very soon. Uh, there's always there's a Forza game every single year now. They have like, it's kind of like Star Wars. They have like the mainline Forza games with the number. And then they have the, the other, on the years when that doesn't come out, they have the Forza Horizon series, which is the more fun arcade version. So this year is like a serious Forza game, and it's out in about a week. So uh, I'll let you uh, know what it's like when it comes out. What's Svengulia, said Doc? Svengulia is a horror host who dresses up funny and tells semi-bad jokes on Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. That will be Central Time on MeTV. And he plays an old movie like Frankenstein, which is tonight's the original, you know, Frankenstein. And he'll play Dracula, or he might play Evan Costello, meet Dracula or the mummy, or other weird ones like tss, or car. <laughs> the car. The car. Murder at the Moulin Rouge, or whatever it was called. He played Jewel, the Steven Spielberg movie. Duel. Not Jewel like J E W E L, but Duel, like D U A L. Um, or D U E L. D U E L is Duel. Correct. D-U-A-L is dual. <laughs> One means two. There's a little lesson for you. <laughs> Very clear. So that's it. Yeah, but for so it's Frankenstein tonight. It starts in two minutes. I said it was Frankenstein. I know. I'm just repeating. Yeah. But it starts in two minutes. But we, because we've already seen it, we don't care. We're not going to watch it again, even though I like Frankenstein. But I could watch it anytime. It's- and it is literally a rerun, like with the same him saying the same thing. Yeah, it's not even like he adds new bits between. It's just a replay of everything. If he had put new bits in, I'd watch it. Yep. Um, only he only seems to put new bits in like if somebody died and he mentions them mm-hmm. in the horror world or whatever. But like, it's really not worth tuning in for because it's like two seconds. <laughs> so, uh, what is for dinner today? Tonight, as per your request, we will be having Jimmy. No. Papa John's. The other John's. Yeah, we've got the Jimmy John, which I can just go grab on the drive-thru, or the Papa John's, which they bring it to me. So either way, I'm very happy. And you will be getting the cheeseless with mushrooms and pineapple, correct? Yeah, mushrooms and pineapple and red sauce stuff. Yeah, and I will be getting probably onions and peppers with regular cheese and less, like a tiny bit of sauce and thin crust. I like the cheeseless pizza. It's you do. That's nice. good. That's good. I should like the cheeseless, and I probably wouldn't mind it, but I feel like I'm paying for the cheese, <laughs> so I might as well get it, at least on one of them. And that's it. And my advice is to stop doubting yourselves. Do you know how annoying? Oh, my God. It makes me grit my teeth. 
I have things about myself that I know I, I can't do. Not that I can't, like, I don't have the ability, but I can't pull together all the traits of myself to make it happen. For example, I would love to write a book, right? I think I would be good at writing a book. The book would be interesting if I wrote about a fictional thing or a children's book. That sounds great, right? I don't doubt that I could do that, and it would be good. I'm not saying it would be successful on top, like a hit or anything, or even that it would get published. I'm just saying it would be good. People would read it and be like, oh, that was good, or that was gritty, or whatever. I think it would be fine. I don't doubt that I can on one level. What I know about myself is I'm lazy. I procrastinate. I do not like to do the same shit every day, every day, every day, every day. And that's what it requires to accomplish something like that. Unless you write it in one day, which I probably couldn't, couldn't do that. I'm not doubting myself. I'm just saying, again, my procrastinating brain, my, I kind of get distracted very easily. I don't know that I can focus enough to do it. But I'm not saying, oh, I can never write a book. <gasps> I don't know anything about that. I just don't understand people who have that attitude. Like, you can, if you want to use that as an excuse, it doesn't fly with me. Because I think you have the ability almost to do anything, most people, depending on your physical limitations or if you have any, you know, intellectual limitations at all. Even then, I think people can break through barriers if there's a thing. But perfectly capable people go, oh, oh, I better not do that. I'll screw it up. I'll break it down. I'll mess it up. I'll get in trouble. I better not try. I better not even, no, I can never do that. Oh, I can never write a book. I'm an idiot. You know, shit like that. Or even in little things like in life, just this constant, oh, I better not, I don't, oh, I don't have the confidence or whatever to just, say a thing or make something happen in life or try something new because this thing about failing or, or being embarrassed or making it look, making you look like you tried something, you failed and everybody's like, well, see, we knew you couldn't do it because you're an idiot. No, people aren't thinking that. Only you're thinking that. And if anyone taught you that, then they're the idiot. <laughs> like they've succeeded. They should have lots of confidence because they've succeeded in controlling you, right? They control your life. Because now you turn around and go, oh, no, I I couldn't get a different job doing that. I could never go to medical school. I could never be a vet. I could never be good at make, fixing cars or anything. I can't do anything with my hands. I can't be a good cook. No, 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 I better not do that. Well, if someone else put that seed in your brain, congratulations to them. You're a puppet on a string, right? <laughs> so you just need to... Even if you fail a million times, what else are you doing? If you're not trying to do the, those things, you're just sitting around doing the one thing that you figured out a long time ago that is pretty safe and you don't fail and you're not, you don't exceed at it and you don't, it doesn't rock any boat and it doesn't draw any attention. So you just keep doing that thing and then you're going to die <laughs> and that'll be that. I mean, if that's fine, that's cool. I just think. Stop doubting yourself. All right. Good advice. Thank you. Well that was said. exhausting. Well I'm really said. good at talking. I know this. <laughs> All right. So carry on doing that. Talking? Okay. How long do I talk till you stop recording? I'll remind you <laughs> about our websites. I'll remind you at uh, and SidTalk.com. You can catch us on Twitter and Facebook. 
catch this podcast on the uh, Google Music Store, the iTunes Music Store, the RSS feed, com. click on the word podcast, or the new TuneIn Radio channel. You can actually access that from the main page of com, or ask your Amazon Echo to play after the show movie podcast on TuneIn. You can also email me at aschoolyacheschoolyacheschoolyacheschoolyacheschoolyacheschoolyacheschoolyacheschoolyacheschoolyacheschoolyacheschoolyacheschoolyacheschoolyacheschoolyacheschoolyacheschoolyacheschool